You're listening to Bible Truth Feed, a podcast by Christadelphianvideo.org for Christadelphians and all those seeking the truth about the Bible message. Join us now as we present our latest episode. Does God care about humans? That's the question under consideration in this latest podcast from Christadelphian video, Bible Truth Feed. The Bible portrays God as creator and his intense interest in the first humans. Despite giving laws and guidance, people decided they wanted to do things their way. God therefore decided to send his son as an example of how to behave. All are invited to follow the example of the Lord Jesus Christ and be adopted into the family of God to be prepared for the coming kingdom of God, which will be upon the earth at Christ's return. Yeah, today we're going to we're going to spend a bit of time just asking ourselves this question. Does God care about humans? If you're if you're religious, then I'm sure. It's the type of question you, you've you've heard. If you're not religious, it might be the type of question that you've asked. Um, whatever your situation is, I think it's always a good question to, to, to ask. And hopefully today we're, we're going to answer that. Because I think the truth is over the past 10 or 15 years, if we think about society in general, the belief in God has, has sharply declined, hasn't it? There's not serious attendance to, to, to church. Sunday schools are smaller now than they ever ever were and it doesn't seem to really be something the norm for, for society and so for that reason I think it's led to to a lot of questions and speculation about you know not only if there is a God but if there is a God then why would any God allow the some of the things that go on in the world today to, to, to go on some people ask if there is a God why does he allow suffering or in the case for, for, for today a question that I heard at work if there is a God does he care about humans um, and if you think about the, the world today, I think it's a it's a fair question, isn't it? You see the past two years have been dominated by COVID, haven't they, by health issues. And now we're seeing that the, the backup of some of the, the, the health issues that have been on the back burner in the past couple of years. And now all of a sudden that COVID is is slowly moving off. Some other things are coming in. You think of cancer and the delay to cancer treatments that there's there's a lot of illness out there, isn't there? And um Obviously, the past couple of weeks, and I think maybe now a month, we've seen the, the devastation that war can, can bring. We've seen the Russians come down into Ukraine, and we've seen the, the, the quite, quite heartbreaking images that, that are on our news every single day. And if you follow news in the UK, then you'll be well aware that we are in a, a period of, of financial crisis. We're in a, a cost of living crisis, aren't we, as the, the, the soaring cost of fuel and other things are increasing and job pay just isn't going up to suit it. And so when you think about the world today, it, it's a pretty grim prospect, isn't it? It's easy to see why on the surface, anyone that, that, that believes in a God is, is being asked these kind of questions. You know, has your God lost interest in, in humans? And uh, hopefully today what we're going to show is that kind of question is is really far from 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 the truth. If you're new to Christadelphian Talks, then any answer that, that, that we're going to look at today is going to come from the Bible because we believe that the Bible is the holy inspired word of God. There's a couple of verses on the screen and these just prove why we believe that the Bible is the word of God. 2 Timothy 3 
verse 16 says, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be thoroughly furnished unto all good works. And the Bible was written for our learning so that we can search it out and seek it out and, and consider what message is contained within it, because the message that, that, that God has laid down for us, written thousands of years ago, is one of joy, one of prosperity. And he has a real purpose for this earth. And hopefully this afternoon we're, we're going to see that. So the, to answer the question, does God care about humans? Uh, this isn't my opinion. This isn't the, the, the Longbridge Christadelphians opinion. What we're going to look at today is what God has said, what God has in store. And the only way that we can find that out is by looking at the Bible. And so let's dive into to Genesis chapter one. If you've got a Bible in front of you, that's fine. If not, we're going to have most of what we need on the screen so you can focus on that. But if you have a Bible, then it's always good to open that up um, and, and explore it. Because, as I said, this is the only way we learn what, what God has said. And in Genesis chapter one, one of the most famous Bible chapters around, we pick up in verse one and it says, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. So straight away, we see that God is, the, is a creator. He's a sustainer of everything. And it's him who put us here. And it's him who has control over the earth. And the chapter goes on to state all the incredible things that, that God created. We have the light, the, the light, the day and night, the heavens and the waters, dry land, the sun, moon and stars, living creatures and all the animals. And then on the final day, we have man and woman. But the important thing for, for us to, to consider from this chapter and why we've started here at the, at the very start of of, of all we know about God and all we know about humans is that we get this phrase constantly repeated and it first comes up in verse four and God saw the light that it was good and then in verse 10 verse 12 verse 18 verse 21 verse 25 and verse 31 behold it was very good so when God created the earth when everything was at the start it was good in fact in chapter two we go on to read that it only becomes not good the only thing sorry not good about this situation is that Adam the man that God had put there, he was on his own. So God goes and creates Eve to help him so that together they can be happy. And together, and that, that's a, an important Bible principle, together they can please God. So the relationship's good. God cares about humans at the start of, of creation, at the start of mankind. Everything is healthy. So what happened? Where did this relationship go sour? Why have we got to a point when everything is good? And now in life, if you follow any kind of news, pretty much most things are bad, aren't they? Um, well, Genesis 3 details the start of this, what we call the downfall, the, the, the fall of man. And here we see Adam and Eve disobe disobey God. And they go and they eat of this forbidden fruit. The only thing that God has said, you can't do that. They go off and do it, don't they? Um, and, in, and God, therefore, moves them outside a, a, of the Garden of Eden forever. And he gives a curse to both man and woman. In moving them out of the Garden of Eden, God gives us a pattern for forgiveness that, that, that runs all the way through the New Testament. The, sorry, the Old Testament. And in Genesis 31, we see, Genesis 3, verse 21, we read, Unto Adam also and to his wife did the Lord God make coats of skin and he clothed them. And Adam and Eve, when they ate of that tree, when they realized that their nakedness, they immediately rushed to, to, to make clothes. But they made, clo made clothes, aprons of leaves, the Bible says. When they'd made for themselves a natural covering, God saw that that wasn't enough. And he gave them the, these new clothes. And that 
introduces us to another really key point in the relationship between God and man, that whenever a human sins in the Old Testament, in order for God to offer them forgiveness, there has to be shedding of blood. And so in this instance here in Genesis 3, the, the, the blood was shed by the animals that these coats were taken from. And that acted as the offering to God for, for Adam and Eve to be forgiven of their sin of disobedience. And as I said, this is a covenant that, that, that runs all the way through the Old Testament. It's a covenant that, that God gives to mankind so that they can be forgiven. So he's reaching out and offering that, you know, this, this, this forgiveness, that he wants a relationship. God still cares about humans, even though that they've disobeyed him. And if you read any part of the Old Testament, you would probably see this theme continuing to follow on because the Old Testament details the, this, this ongoing relationship between God and his people. And we see him constantly, you know, giving them leaders, giving them people to work with, who he talks through, who he tries to keep them, them from, you know, to keep obeying him. And we see constantly the people fall away from God. He gives them a law to follow. They can't keep it. He gives them sacrifices so that they can receive that forgiveness and they don't do it. And so it's to no avail. And over the course of the Old Testament, we see this, this really up and down relationship. It's up when, when God reaches out to them. He gives them a new new leader and it's down because over time, each leader is not able to, to bring the people back to God. And so mankind throughout the whole of the Old Testament just just keeps disobeying God. And so this covenant which which God gave due to mankind's failing, this covenant of, of bloodshed to forgive sins, this opportunity that humans can, can receive forgiveness, whilst it was able to forgive, it wasn't able to reconcile. And so what does God do? Does, does he simply cast mankind out? Does he set us out to fade away? Does he show that he doesn't care about us at all? No. In the New Testament, God sends his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, to this earth. He says, if you can't follow simple laws and commands, just follow one man. Just be like one man. That is how to please me. And the story of Jesus and his crucifixion is, is quite a, a well-known story, isn't it? But not everyone will know why Jesus had to die, why Jesus had to be crucified. And so it's important that, that we remember that because remember what we've got on the screen now. For every sin there had to be bloodshed and at the time of Jesus' birth Jesus was born a human and because he was born a human he had to be born with sinful nature he was born and he bore that sinful flesh that came from Adam and Eve and we see the verses on the screen and these are some verses from the Old Testament behold I was shaped in iniquity and in sin did my mother conceive me foolishness is abound in the heart of a child but the rod of correction shall drive it far from him for is there not a just man upon earth that doeth good and sinneth not? So all mankind, even from when they're very born, they're very newborn, they, they are sinful. They have this, this sinful nature. And so at the point of time Jesus entering the world, he enters it just like every single one of us. He enters it bearing sinful nature. He could sin. He could fail in, in, in his pursuit of dedication to God's will. You know, he grew up just like us. He treated, he was tested and tried just like all of us. And yet he lived this perfect life. Jesus could sin, but he didn't. And that's the important part. And his perfect life was, was, was not perfect in a way that society views perfection, but in obedience to God's will, he was perfect. That in him, no sin was found. And for this, this life of perfection, much like it probably would today, 
the, the, the society leaders, the religious leaders of Jesus' time, they absolutely hated him. They couldn't see that, that the gift of God was in front of them. And instead, it led to them crucifying Jesus. And importantly for us now in the year 2022, Jesus died. And at the time of his death, he was sinless. And in his death, he combined all, all of the offerings required in the new in the Old Testament. So all the all the sacrifices God gave mankind to to to, to receive forgiveness of sin. The Lord Jesus Christ completes them all. And it, John John the Baptist in in John one verse twenty nine says to Jesus, and he says, "Behold, the Lamb of God." So Jesus is the Lamb of God. Jesus is the perfect Lamb of God. He is the final sacrifice. He's the one who offered himself to God so that so that God could reconcile mankind to himself, so that that relationship, which we saw at the start was good, which we saw God has kept reaching out so that that can be made good once again. So now we don't need to offer sacrifices. We don't need to, to shed any more blood. Forgiveness is extended to, to mankind now through the Lord Jesus Christ's sacrifice. And come along, if you've got your Bible, to Romans chapter 6, please. And in Romans chapter 6, Paul is writing about life in Jesus, about life for God's people. Because previously, before Jesus' life, death and resurrection, as we said, the, 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 the humans, the followers of God, were under that old covenant. So anytime they sinned, they have to had to ask for forgiveness. And in Romans chapter 6, Paul talks about what it looks like now, now that Jesus has died and done away with that. And he says in verse 1 of Romans 6, What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? Know ye not that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death. Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. So no longer do we do we live a life that pleases us. No longer do we do we simply do, you know, as and what we choose just because Jesus has died. There's a requirement, and that requirement is that, that we are to be baptized, okay? And so in order for us to join Jesus' sacrifice, in order for us to, 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 to receive that forgiveness, we have to be baptized into the Lord Jesus Christ, death and resurrection. And Jesus says in John chapter 3, he, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And again, in, in Mark 16, we read, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. So there's really clear importance on, on baptism, on being born again, born of water. And so it's when we're baptized that we join God's family. And that verse in John chapter three gives us insight to, to what God's plan for the future is, the kingdom of God. And so what do we know about this kingdom of God that's promised? Well, first of all, is that Jesus will return to set it up. In Acts 1, we read this same Jesus, which is taken up from you into heaven, shall so come in like manner as ye have received, seen him go into heaven. In Hebrews 9, we read that he shall appear the second time without sin unto salvation. And when he does return, there's going to be a time when, when all of mankind will stand before him. And those that have been baptized, those that have joined his sacrifice, those who have lived their lives as closely as they can to the example that he set, they will be accepted and they will gain entrance into this kingdom of God. And so let's go to that chapter that, that, that Mark read for us, Isaiah chapter 35. It, as he said, it really is quite an incredible chapter. And we get a few verses here that talk about that almost the polar opposite of the time that we looked at 
that we live in now, the time of ill health, the time of war, the time of, of, of poverty. And so first of all, if we think about the, the first thing we looked at, which was ill health and, and illness and COVID and cancer and all of these things that, that, that are taking people's lives. Um, Isaiah 35 says in verse three, strengthen ye the weak hands and confirm the feeble knees. Say to them of a fearful heart, be strong, fear not. Behold, your God will come with vengeance, even God with a recompense. He will come and save you. And then the eyes of the blind shall be opened and the ears of the deaf shall be stopped and stopped. And we read Revelation 21 that's also on the screen. Then the, sorry, and God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. There'll be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying neither shall there be any more pain for the former things are passed away. So if we look around the, the, the world today, if we think about people in our lives, I, I don't know if, if you know anyone that has any kind of disability. Um, at our meeting, we used to have someone who, who had the mental age of a child and he was you know, in his 40s. It would be so amazing to see these people fit and healthy, wouldn't it? And that is what the kingdom of God has in store anyone that's blind their eyes will be opened anyone that that's deaf shall be unstopped and the lame will leap like a deer so it's it's an incredible future that we have and we think about the the, the financial aspect of of the world right now well in isaiah 35 we, we we learn about the prosperity of the earth in god's kingdom and we read from from verse six for the wilderness shall for in the wilderness shall waters break out and streams in the desert and the parched ground shall become a pool and the thirsty land of springs of water. And in the habitation of dragons, where each lay, shall be grass with reeds and rushes. And so the world will be a completely different place as it is to now. In Romans 8, which we're not going to look at, that Paul talks about how the earth is in its current form because of sin. That creation is groaning alongside mankind and it's waiting to be restored to that Garden of Eden-like condition where the world will be pure. And so it's an incredible future that we have. And then if we think about the war that's currently going on in Europe, and we know there's other wars and, and, and violence going on elsewhere in the world, we only need to look at the local news. And I know in the past couple of weeks, there's been quite a few stabbings in Birmingham. Um, and so what does the Bible say about that? Well, not specifically in Isaiah chapter 35, but back in Isaiah chapter two, we read, and he shall judge among the nations, and shall rebuke many people, and they will beat their swords into plowshares, their spears into pruning hooks, because nation will not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war anymore. And so the future that God has in store, the future that God has promised in the Bible, this isn't, you know, this isn't us making this up. The Bible says that the future will be a time of peace. And so we ask ourselves, does God care about humans well the answer is of course he absolutely does he created this world so that he could dwell with us in it so that we could dwell with him and when the first humans adam and eve as we saw when they disobeyed him whilst he did punish them he gracefully and mercifully extended his arms he provided offering sacrifices that could be used to repair that relationship so that he didn't cast have to cast out completely the race that he cares so much for when it became clear that those offerings were being misused, weren't being used in the way that God intended to, them to, Jesus, sorry, God went to, to lengths that any parent can, can I'm sure, sit back and, and look at in awe. He offered his only begotten son 
as a sacrifice for sin so that through baptism any any part of mankind are able to share in that resurrection and are able to remove sin's power from their life and the verses that we've looked at on the screen from isaiah they they describe a world that's completely different to the world we live in today don't they that's what we as 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 faithful humble servants that's what we're waiting for the time when god will send his son back to this earth to to set up that kingdom to to show exactly how much he cares about them. And it's at that time when his plan and purpose is completed, when the earth is full of joy, of rejoicing, of everlasting life. It's at that time when the glory of Yahweh, and that's God's memorial name, that's his true name. And that statement, his name itself, talks about his, his plan to dwell with mankind. It's at that time when his care will really be shown to mankind. So I hope this talk that has shown that, that, you know, whilst current times are hard, whilst there is so much ill health and, and suffering throughout the world, God does care about humans. He loves humans and he has a great plan in store for them. I'm just going to finish with with two really small verses. They're two uh, of my favorite Bible verses. And I hope that if you, you know, if, if you're listening to this and you're thinking how difficult the world is to be in right now, I hope they bring you comfort as well. And the first one is Romans 8. And verse 18, and Paul writes there, for I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. And then Jeremiah 29 and verse 11, for I know the thought that I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. And so I pray that if, if you're listening to this and you're not yet baptised, then please think seriously about it, because it's the only thing that's able to join you with the Lord Jesus Christ's sacrifice. It's the only thing that, that, that will allow you to gain entrance into the kingdom of God. And if you have been baptized, then be encouraged. Keep preaching. Keep showing people how you live and keep glorifying God with your conduct. And most of all, what we say at the end of this very short talk is we pray that this time will come. We pray when Jesus will return. And I, I pray that it will be this evening because the world that we live in today is a very difficult place to be. But the world that God has in store for us, it's joyful and it will last forever. And it's for that time that we pray. Come quickly, Lord Jesus. Thank you for joining us. We hope you found the episode helpful. Don't forget, most of these episodes are also available as videos on our video channel, cdvideo.org. So head over and take a look. If you have any comments or questions or suggestions, please get in touch or leave us a voice message. We love to hear your feedback. You can email us at bt f at cdvideo.org if you enjoyed the episode then please share it with others until next time may god bless you in your studies and your walk towards god's kingdom amen